Hello everyone. Pleasure to be here again now with video and a uh, good mic finally after a few weeks. That's and uh, yeah, uh well uh uh the, the, there is company today. Uh, uh me, Alex and Joe. Gentlemen, please introduce yourself. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's uh, doing well. Looking forward to taking some questions, exploring uh, the kind of thought of the ecosystem. How are you doing today, QX? I'm hanging in there, Joe. I am. Looking forward to giving some updates on the Sigma Nuts, that's for sure. And happy to be here, uh, sandwiched in between these two guys. Well, why don't you kick us off? What's new with the Sigma Nuts? What are you guys doing? Uh, Oh, put me on the spot, Joe. Goodness gracious, right off the bat. Uh, so Sigmanauts, we've been, um, ever since some notable community member really screwed us over by dumping a ton of tokens into our treasury. I'm not going to mention any names who that was, of course. Um, <laughs> it's it's created quite a stir and discussion. And last week was uh, no exception uh, at our meeting. So the thing we're mainly working on right now is to try to develop some way to a sustain the sigmonauts going forward because everybody knows we can't really provide services or or continue on and build us too strong without having some sort of funding coming in uh, on a on a regular basis and the other part was to try to figure out what the hell to do when somebody you know gives us a ton of tokens our project gives us a ton of tokens one of the issues with that is you know, well, let's take this one, for example. Let's take the THD, for example. Now, when those tokens are given to us, it's, it's what is it, 10% of the supply? I can't remember, something something like that, something big of the entire supply of THD. So does that give the Sigmanauts, does that imply an obligation for the Sigmanauts to actually foster the growth of THD and provide that to them? And with that being said, if that angle is taken, what happens if a new project comes along and says, hey, look what happened to THC. If I dump half my tokens onto the Sigma Knots, they're going to bust their ass and make sure that the project is a success and, and crank it out. And I'm going to get a bunch of free marketing. I'm going to get a bunch of free labor off of that kind of thing. So it's a really tricky thing to try to figure out, and I'm glad we're all discussing it. Um, one of the things that was interesting that we discussed last week um, that I actually haven't written the notes to, i got to get on top of that and post the notes to the channel, but um, was that the Sigmanauts' core mission and managing that kind of fund donation rubs a little bit against how the Sigmanauts' core mission moves forward. And that's promoting everybody equally in the ecosystem and promoting the community and moving forward that way. So the thought was, or the thought, the thought project was, um, what would happen if we developed a business branch of the Sigmanauts? And what that would look like is, uh, a group of Sigmanauts who were strong in marketing, who are strong in um, coding as well, and potentially wanted to be paid, would break off into a smaller branch of the Sigmanauts and called the Sigmanauts Business Group or whatever, whatever it's called. Large tokens would then, instead of donating to us if they wanted to donate 40 50%, 20% of the supply, would connect with the Sigmanauts Business Group, create the donation terms and expectations would be discussed and talked about, about how much marketing is going into this, how much um, 
is going to be paid to the employees from this donation um, and how much coding is going to be going into that. So that was one of the things we talked about that we need to dive further in. But it makes an interesting point in that it's really hard for the SIGs to remain objective and not give the appearance of favoritism when these large donations come across to a certain project. So that's one thing. Thanks to Joe for <laughs> forcing that discussion. But um, it's 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 pretty good discussion, I think. No, it's hard. And it's hard. It's always been hard in the Ergo Foundation to know, like, okay, well, what projects do you support? Then how much do you say? And, you know, how do you try to be fair? And at least personally, the only place I've landed is to say, okay, well, if there's open source code, I'm on your team. But, you know, that's hard to do. Um, you know, it's hard to, let's say, you know, figure out what's appropriate, what's not. So it's good that that uh, discussion is uh, taking place. Yeah, it's, it's, it is, but it's, it's a fun discussion to have nonetheless. It gets everybody involved too more. Um, so some of the other things we thought about, I, I may have mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, uh, that's actually implemented now is um, uh, Louis got his tipper bot back up on Telegram, on Twitter, or X, I should say. Um, and some of those um, fees that he's now collecting for it are going to go towards uh, the Twitter API slash uh, some leftover for donations for the SIGs. So that's a really neat thing for Louie to do. That was an idea. And uh, Timur reached out to Louie and asked him, and he agreed, which is fantastic of Louie. Um, we've thought about doing some competitions as well to, to spark up interest. And um, there are some other ideas about creating some sort of um, not a branch, but another subgroup that is essentially um, a KY, KYA or a Know Your Assumptions group where a project can come to this group and say, uh, and look at a predetermined checklist that we have. Like, are they doxxed? That might be, you know, are they, um, do they have a locked treasury? Do they have uh, open source code? So we can then verify those as a Sigma knots and check those off a list and have them listed on a website for X amount of, you know, maybe six months or it's a one year, you know, review process that we look at these and, and say that, uh, so they can point people to our website and say, look, we went through the Sigma knots, um, checklist and here's what they said about us kind of thing. So that's a service that we can uh, hopefully offer in the future once uh, Tim Berg, I believe, is working on that white paper, light paper. Uh, also, there's things such as, um, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, like a, a private beta test group. One of the issues I notice in the, in the environment here is that, let's say, Rosenbridge is coming along and they're like, hey, I need some public beta testers. Well, you know, MHS might not want to release a bunch of secrets to just randos and public in the chats but he also wants to do some heavy testing before it goes a little public. So the Sigmanauts could offer a group of, oh, there's my auto light. The Sigmanauts could offer a group of 30, 40, 50 people that we could point at this pre-public beta launch, run it through its ranks, and um, give some consistent testing and consistent results to these projects before they go into more of a public testing beta mode. So all those kind of conversations we're having to try to figure out how to sustain us, how to deal with uh, very kind people who donate to the project and moving forward. It's great to have those discussions and happy to be there. So that's that's pretty much it for the Sigmanauts this week. Awesome. Alex, what's new on your end? Oh, so uh, actually, uh, a lot of uh, developments in uh, the uh, foundation and uh, the ecosystem, and then, well, uh, protocol research and development, uh, the client development, and so on. So, uh, yeah, in the first place, probably uh, 
one of uh, the most important events is uh, Beat Panda listing uh, raffle. So, uh, yeah, uh, the, there is uh, a raffle uh, which uh, is run by the Ergo Foundation in order uh, to uh, cover uh, parts of uh, costs uh, needed uh, to get listed on uh, Beat Panda, uh, which is uh, uh, a big uh, fiat uh, on ramp uh, option uh for you mostly uh european countries and then uh yeah in the ecosystem probably uh the biggest event uh was uh duckpools.io uh, launch uh which uh uh was uh uh done uh without any uh dramas as far as i know uh and uh, so, uh, yeah, after uh, Duckpool, so uh, we are waiting uh, for new uh, launches. And uh, in particular, if you uh, have funds on uh, Rosen uh, testing bridge, uh, please pull uh, them off uh, till uh, Saturday. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the testing bridge uh, will be uh, shut down uh, after uh, Saturday and uh, yeah, then hopefully we'll see mainnet launch. Uh, then, uh, yeah, so uh, for the uh, core protocol, uh, R&D uh, and uh, client development, so, uh, well, uh, I started uh, to create uh, more PRs and, uh, well, uh, a lot of uh, peer-to-peer uh, -peer layer improvements already on the way. Also uh, started actually uh, doing a white paper on uh, what's next. Uh, so including uh, uh, yeah, faster uh, confirmation uh, protocols, improvements in peer-to-peer uh, -peer, uh, layer, and uh, yeah, possibility to uh, build uh, side chains on the uh, same foundation as uh, faster. Uh, confirmation protocol so uh, probably uh uh some uh, uh details will be uh, shared in uh, telegram uh, layer 2 group probably because well it's uh, not busy at all and maybe it's uh, better uh, than uh, creating a new group uh so uh what else uh, also uh published a forum post about uh, artificial economic intelligence uh basically uh concluding uh well uh remarks uh done uh, many times uh our uh, amas uh and uh interviews uh and uh now uh doing uh, a new uh post uh well on uh, uh, the needs uh, uh for uh, cryptocurrencies as uh, uh well digital gold uh, kind of right so uh, high quality collateral uh, to create uh, money on top of uh with uh, uh well uh, trustless uh, solutions uh, to expand uh this collateral uh such as uh or, or maybe not so trustless right if if you need uh, for uh, some uh, 
uh, flexible expansion. Uh, so uh, something like uh, chain cache, which will be used as an example. Then I will write uh, some more from POS, and uh, the idea is that, uh, well, uh, there will be a series of posts. Uh, uh, well, uh, concluding uh, basically uh, some uh, thought work uh, of mine on uh, well adoption of uh, cryptocurrencies. So uh, the needs uh, for the real world in regards with uh, what we uh, called adoption, mostly informally in the space. Okay. Um, all right, uh, uh, that's probably uh, more or less it. Uh, uh, there are a lot of uh, updates in the ecosystem uh, about other uh, projects. Uh, so, but yeah, there will be a Sunday video about that, right? Yep, yep. Uh, so those of you out there that wanna tune into the dev update video that usually will drop Sunday, um so well, i guess watch that space uh you guys ready to jump into the questions uh what about you joe so uh any update from you uh, uh what would you like to, to highlight oh what would i like to highlight well you know the uh greasy sex team is doing their uh <laughs> what do they call the missions uh greasy no. missions <laughs> Yeah, the missions. So uh, can you can you do this, Joe? Can you do the greasy? Come on, give another. There we go. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they've they've been doing that. Uh, you know, one of them is kind of playing for cards, and oof, I have bad luck there. So I don't really want to talk about it too much because it just kind of hurts. It brings out the comment lottery, to be honest. Oh, and uh, they also are burning uh, Hodel Erk, as far as I know, right? So yeah. uh, the, 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 they're yes. driving up uh, the, uh, how's it called? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so somewhat like APY, but for Hodel coin. Uh, yeah, we, we um, uh, actually, MGPy built us that script, or built built um, Austin the script, and I ran it the other day. Essentially, he chains the burn and mint transactions all at once. It was 480 transactions, I think, hit the mempool. And the uh, the script crashed at the end, but everything worked and went through. So it burned everything in the amount of one block time. It was, it was pretty damn cool. That. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. At least I'm doing something good for the ecosystem, right? I'm not getting <laughs> but I tried. It was, uh, the, the weather, well, the way, in case for people who don't know, the way it worked is... Um, it's it's pretty intricate white paper and, and how he wrote it. So the idea is that you send um, X amount of greasy sex and minimum of one erg and minimum of two erg donation. It goes into the contract and it comes back. You get all the greasy sex back plus 3% of greasy sex. So you get a bonus of greasy sex. And then the erg goes into a pot and the holder goes into a pot to get burnt after the mission is over. Now, what people didn't figure out until maybe 12 hours in and one of our good friends really used the hell out of it um is that you could do a max of 250 greasy sex donation um to get three percent back so that's 7500 greasy sex and at the time 7500 greasy sex was worth uh almost 10 erg so you mm -hmm. could keep on banging this and then hit the liquidity pool to get 10 erg when it only costs you two erg and you get a chance 20% chance at an NFT. So it was, it got hit real fast. Once people figured that out, 
and the liquidity pool lowered. But the advantage of that is for the next rounds, um, you know, having a, a bunch of greasy sex is going to be a bonus, um, um, an advantage in part of the part of the project. So now greasy sex is a lower price to buy in, which will crank it up again, which will make people then dump more into it to get a bonus. So it's 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 kind of a really smart idea that Austin did. Uh, really fun too. And I will admit that I am a top holder of greasy sex cards at the moment. I think I'm, I think I have uh, 149 ranking points, and the next one down is like 120, and the one below that's like in the 90s. So I went a little crazy, guys. <laughs> yeah. I was aware at one point until I did one of these videos and then uh, gave it all away. <laughs> yes, you gave it to Maverick, and Maverick was having a good time in there as well. <laughs> And that sounds like uh, Gijan Finance Arbitrage, right? Oh, yes. With, uh, yeah, well, uh, burning Kirk uh, to get more Erk. Uh, yeah, and uh, well, uh, with uh, Duck Pools and uh, Sigma Phi, uh, there is also uh, currently possibility of uh, lending arbitrage, right? So you can lend on one platform to, uh, you can borrow on one platform to uh, lend on another, basically. Sometimes. I was I was I was going to mention that because I just looked at the stats and the the average interest rate on Sigma Five for Sig USD is about forty to fifty percent, and the Duck Pools uh, interest rate has um, leveled out to about forty three percent on on Sig USD too, with an eighty three percent pool utilization. So it's really neat that the APY for both places for Sig USD is is around the same right now. Oh, uh, because of arbitrage or. Uh, I don't know if it's arbitrage or just luck, but it's it's neat that it's it's around the same. All right, interesting. Yeah, so, uh, let's see how it goes. Got to see. But it's interesting with 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 duck pools, right? You could with Sigmafy, you set your rate, you're done until the term. There's no change with duck pools. The interesting thing is, if I enter the Sig USD pool at an 83% utilization rate. And the utilization rate goes up to 90 to 100 percent. My interest rate could spike a little bit, um, being variable there. So it's it's an interesting mix of systems there, one use or the other use case. Or if I hit the if I hit the pool when it's like 90 percent utilized and I take out a loan, my interest rate could then drop big time, you know, because I'd feel safe hitting it a higher. So yeah, lots of possibilities there. And don't forget the Reddit article that somebody wrote that gave people quite a few good ideas on how to leverage it, how to completely degen into it, I guess, do multiple things. I think uh, Crass, Crass did the, the three times leverage loan. He hadn't pulled it last time I talked to him, but I wonder how that did back in the beta stages. Hmm. Well, he, it's a, it's he, he, yeah, sorry, go on. Really interesting primitive, you know, uh, I, I know that it's brand new and, and there's still a lot that can be built on top of it, but that's kind of the beauty of uh, composability of Ergo, right? Plus, uh, you know, once we get the Rosen live, you know, you get this idea of, okay, you know, collateralizing Erg with Erg and going and seeking arbitrage opportunities, you know, cross chain and uh, it just kind of opens up markets in new unique ways. So. You know, I, I hope everybody out there manages the risk, trades well, and, you know, respect leverage. But uh, it's crypto, too, so nobody really listens to me when I say that. It's funny. We call this degen finance, guys, but this is a shit that the guys in suits are doing down on Wall Street all the goddamn time in real life. So they're making risky trades, risky bets, but leveraging stuff they don't have. I mean, that's... That's exactly what we do, but we're we're uh, developed enough to call it degen finance. They call oh. it finance. 
but digital finance is uh, when it comes uh, to some extreme right like hodl coin or uh, sex yeah and even then i think you have better assumptions in some cases you know yeah it's more transparent i believe at least yeah usually do we want to dive into the questions uh let's go all right so augustus kent said it's been said that in the long run it's dApps themselves that will be the main driver of adoption promoting their platform so if that happens is there still a role for the sigs or will we always need both uh, i'll start if if you guys don't mind uh i would say that one thing that in my opinion, the basis of any proof of work coin is is generally built on the hardware security wall around it, right? And that's something that a lot of people kind of have forgotten, I guess, because there's I don't know, crypto tends to you know chase shiny things. But uh, I do I do think that like in terms of the core uh, security of the network, it would be awesome to see that hardware wall grow to the point of being able to resist. You know external uh you know malicious actors nation states etc and then you talk about not so much um you know the driver of like value but what protects value right and that's always been something in, in cryptocurrency that's interesting if you look at bitcoin is just the amount of computation that protects the value of that chain right and that gives people a certain i don't know comfort or assurance that they can build there securely but in terms of user adoption uh, yeah, I would say generally speaking, people, you know, uh, look at uh, money and say, okay, well, what can I do with it, right? And, you know, we, we have all of these different ways to utilize fiat currencies, uh, and that's generally what creates, uh, you know, the velocity, momentum of money. And so as we develop that out on with a cryptocurrency, it's ultimately that use uh, that creates velocity. It's business, it's exchange, it's you know goods, services, etc. Um, you know, as well as a variety of financial products. So I, I would say that long term, um, you know, yes, it's ultimately the you know use case of you know currency that you know gets people to spend it. But then there's the underlying like security assumptions, and uh, that's important to always look at because. You know, we live in a world with a variety of different currencies, whether government-backed or cryptocurrencies. And it's important to look at kind of the base assumptions that we make in terms of, you know, are they secure? Will they retain value? You know, are they just being printed, you know, crazy? And, and you know, you look at the broader world, you know, sometimes you get into like the, I don't know, situation in Beirut or Argentina where, uh, you know, the underlying like security assumption of the currency isn't there. And then you have capital flight and then just problems. So I, I always do think that like the underlying assumption is important. And for proof of work, I would love to see, you know, uh, even if it wasn't necessarily just Ergo, I would love to see GPU hardware wall come back. Ethereum grew to the point where uh, there for a while, you know, it, it was a pretty damn robust network uh considering all the computational power that uh was kind of underneath it what's your take uh qx alex i'll take on from the sigma nuts part of it um i think there's always a spot for the sigma nuts because you gotta remember sigma nuts is what the community 
needs at the time in a community group of those people. So the advantage of the Sigma Nauts is that since uh, we're all volunteers at the moment, um, is that we can remain extremely flexible. So we can give Ergo what it needs at the time it needs it. Right now, what Ergo needs is um, a lot of outreach marketing. Um, so that's what the SIGs are gearing up to try to do. Uh, and a lot of onboarding of new devs, a lot of onboarding of new members. Uh, so that's what we're focused on. In the future, if that if that need changes, then the Sigmanauts hopefully should be able to adapt and provide whatever change Ergo needs. And if that means that in the very far future where dApps are bringing everybody in and doing their own promotions and standing on their two feet and being fantastic at that, then maybe the Sigmanauts role in the very far future, um, when Ergo is very mature with that, is to provide a robust community experience for everybody um, in a gathering and an organization of that. So yeah, Sigmanauts, I think, will always be around and always be needed. And our advantage is that we are extremely flexible on that matter. Yeah, so uh, for uh, DApps, uh, I think uh, more and more uh, promotion uh, will come uh, from uh, them. So uh, already a few days ago, uh, there were uh, some folks in the uh, HODL coin uh, chat uh, discovered uh, HODL coin uh, via uh, DeFi Lama just so uh, they didn't know uh, about Ergo. Uh, so <laughs> uh, they got some introduction uh, into it. Uh, then, uh, yeah, with Bridges, uh, uh, well, uh, Cardano community probably already uh now sergo uh, well right but yeah for uh other uh blockchains uh there will be a promotion uh i think especially uh yeah uh, when uh ergo uh, will be seen on uh liquidity pools uh, on evm blockchains such as ethereum uh right uh, it, it will be kind of a natural uh, promotion uh such as uh, defi lama uh and uh, more and more uh, will come. Uh, and uh, so, uh, yeah, promotion uh, from uh, the app site is also, well, uh, bringing uh, more miners, right, from the other side, from the mining side. Uh, so uh, already uh, we have a lot of uh, developers, actually, and uh, community members uh, uh, who uh, got into uh, the Ergo uh, from uh, mining initially. All right, and uh, yeah, with uh, uh, more rec recognition uh, from the apps, there will be also more recognition from uh, mining side. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, uh, the, 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 there will be a need for uh, Sigma nodes, I, I think. Uh, and uh, well, for foundation also for some time right at least yeah i think you know one represents just like community education which is both internal and external and you know the foundation you know certainly can evolve but that just represents core development and research and you know kind of protocol maintenance which is you know both are needed uh, in some form you know whatever whatever that takes all right i, I think I think one cool advantage too is that I mean one example in the works that we can see working is uh, let's take a look at Spectrum and how they're they're you know they're building on Cardano now as well and uh, a lot of the perception I get from chats and outreach there is that they've built a solid base on Ergo and Air with Ergo's reputation of security and, and steadiness 
um, it gives them a nice leverage point to to go out into cross-chain environment and say, look, we've already tested this. It's working great on Ergo. Let's bring in other chains as well. So as they branch out there, they have that Ergo backbone to go off of, which also gets people to say, oh my gosh, right, Ergo. That's, that's absolutely a fantastic place. And I'm going to come over and switch my tokens on Spectrum to jump into the Ergo chain that way. Yeah, All and right. for the uh, core protocol uh, development, yeah, so uh, the uh, will be neat, and uh, there is need uh, to uh, promote it right separately uh, from the uh, apps. And uh, yeah, uh, it would be good to bring uh, more uh, core developers uh, and uh, more uh, research. So, well, uh, unlike uh, some other communities, I think it's always good uh, to bring some uh, fresh. Uh, plot from outside yeah absolutely speaking of spectrum did you guys try the new comet decks oh not yet <laughs> just... i'm a little nervous to swap on that not knowing what coltier did <laughs> let's I see there, but I'm not gonna... <laughs> that's the whole point of the decks joe you just get errors when you try to swap <laughs> yeah they're trying kind of all right, next we got a question from Ursa Minor, uh, 2010. So questions, uh, who is working on DIDs and Ergo? Uh, is there much progress? How can we provide identity and protect privacy at the same time? Uh, how can we ensure that uh, DID is a unique human? Uh, why don't you start with that, Alex? Oh, I don't know uh, how to make sure that uh, there is uh, just one human uh, behind uh, decentralized identity. So it's hard to do. Uh, yeah, if if it's possible, then uh, maybe uh, the identity is not so decentralized in the first place, right? Uh, otherwise, uh, there is some way uh, to cheat. I believe always. Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, about who is working on that. So I don't know. So uh, the, there is work on uh, Ergo Names uh, by uh, Soysor, but uh, mm -hmm. Joe, probably you know better, right? What's going on there? Yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's a couple of different uh, potential dids and development. Uh, it's an interesting question long term. Uh, I think that, like from my perspective, and I'm kind of, I guess, have my own <laughs> spot in the space. Um, I tend to think privacy is more important, right? So like in terms of like a real decentralized identity in my mind, it makes sense to look at it more from like a software access perspective rather than a, uh, I don't know, central identity that, because ultimately that's what you do with your ID, right? Is you use it to get access to certain, you know, uh, privileges or services or whatever, you know, I, I want to get a loan. I have to have you know some mechanism to tie that to my account so i think that in my opinion i tend to say okay well if we could remake that standard in a way that's actually more i don't know less restrictive than than what currently exists because that's kind of the point of cryptocurrencies right is to try to um, remove middlemen and open markets we should look at it from a software access perspective and you know there's I don't know, potentially a lot of different ways you could, uh, you know, I, I guess, build that on some notion of trust without a central entity. You know, maybe it's, you know, you get into like an idea of, I don't know, parent key, child key, or just different means of software access rather than 
like one central stamp of approval. But, you know, that's something that I really want to see kind of build out, right? Uh, if we just, you know, take a centralized service and put it on blockchain, we didn't really change anything, in my opinion. So uh, trying to get unique ways to, um, you know, I guess reorganize how we look at identity would be interesting to me anyway. Uh, QX, what's your thought? Oh, I thought you were going to go to Kushti. Really put me on the spot here, Joe. <laughs> I, I remember this talk from back in the along when I first got into crypto. Um, it was it was Cardano actually. You know, I came over to Ergo because of you know what everybody says. Charles started talking it up like crazy. Uh, but that was a big thing back in the day for Cardano was like providing these digital uh, these dids for. Um, uh, for simple things as I think it was Africa or something where they were planning to implement these kind of um, identity systems so that, you know, people with just a cell phone could verify for bank loans, could verify for their college grades, could verify for other things. Really, really damn cool concept. But, um, you know, like, like you said, with, um, I, I think there's room for that kind of stuff as well and still room for being uh, completely anonymous if you like. So, I mean, that's the beauty of the blockchain, right? You can have multiple multiple personalities essentially where you have frontward facing identities as well as um, things you don't want to be identified as well and nobody's gonna know any difference. So I, I think there's plenty of room for that kind of stuff and it's a cool feature and it definitely would be able to be cool to, um, to be able to, um, you know, to to we already signed transactions with with our with our uh, public key, private key. Why not be able to sign things that verify other means of who we are and and how we interact with the world and the digital? So yeah, I th I think that's I'm looking forward to it for sure, and I looked forward to it back when I heard about it on Cardano before I came over to Ergo. So yeah. Uh, also, uh, go for it, Alex. Uh, well, uh, aside of a uh, uh, right. Uh, anonymous on the blockchain rights uh, there should be a right to be a uh, human even right so <laughs> uh the, the there should be a possibility for uh well uh devices and uh well, ai to, uh, to uh, be in the same environment uh without restrictions so why not yeah, I think that, you know, if you look at, like, the airdrop hunting side of the space, we see that. <laughs> How do you know? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, lots of... Uh, uh, a lot of things uh, to uh, connect IoT, for example, to, to, to the brain. And uh, you know AI also. So uh, it's it's not only uh, for uh, after all. Puzzle. I'm 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 also a big fan of um, not just you know providing um identity with your um, with your um private key, but providing identity with a transferable unit. 
So let's say we're in a project of something and we need access to it, just like you do with oracles. You have a uh, uh, an non-fungible token that's unique to yourself. It was given to you for a permission level. So that can be completely anonymous, but it gives you access to something. And then in the future, if you leave that project, that can be transferred to somebody else and nobody has to do anything about it from the top level. So it's at that discretion kind of thing. Um, so that's another level of that kind of permissionless, but also identifying use case of a specific asset in a specific holder's wallet, essentially. All right. That's, uh, yeah, uh, also. Yeah, the interesting point, so that the, the, there is no uh, identification, right? Yeah. Uh, it's just about, well, access. Yeah, I, I so, think. yeah, if uh oracle operator is passing uh looking to well and yeah that's yeah the the the, the there is no uh, network level identification required right for that yeah i'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of growth um in the crypto space around more of like some centralized alternative for a did right uh so i th i think it's much more interesting to come from the opposite perspective and then we have seen some uh you know like uh real basic attempts like ergo nation was one where you had to uh you know essentially mix in order to create an id there um, so i i do hope that uh longer term you know we we kind of see growth on uh, both sides of that uh, spectrum of thought where you know one is you go too far in one it makes no damn sense to me anyway where you know it's like hey we're going to take your house title and then just stamp it on an nft and trade it but then you have to do all of the legal legwork offline and you know at the end of the day i think that probably makes the middleman uh you know stronger right because every time you have a transfer you have to you know go through the uh, process of clearing and settling and transferring title and so you know if you if you make the velocity of that increase you're probably going to end up paying more middlemen than you know the current system so how is that better but that's a whole nother side adventure to go on uh that maybe this isn't the best space <laughs> to do that um we do a lot of adobe sign here um at, on campus you know nothing would be better in my opinion if God damn light, it's really pissing me off. <laughs> you know, uh, nothing would make me happier than to ditch the fucking federated, sorry, my language, the fucking federated logins and have mm. something like a, a private key that I could just sign documents with. I mean, freaking A. You know, that's universal across everything, that's trusted, that it's me. So no matter if I'm here at Cornell or if I'm it or I'm doing something for somebody else, I'm not signing with my Cornell federated ID. To verify i'm here i'm signing with a global chain of cryptocurrency id that is immutable and there's nothing there so i mean yeah it's, it'd, it'd be amazing if, if even something you know but i'm sure if adobe ever comes to do something like that it's going to be the adobe blockchain with adobe crypto where yeah. where you have to sign that kind of thing and put your name there anyway but yeah one can dream i guess one can dream uh, so we got a question here from Josh T. He said, thoughts on Sigmify, um, Machina Finance, and Ergo P2P in general. 
Uh, Ergo is one of the few platforms pursuing P2P finance in the space. Well, I'll start. Um, you know, there's a lot, a lot of people that say, "Hey, uh, we should not have P2P finance because you know peers to peers." you know basically peers are too stupid they don't manage risk and then every time we see some centralized entity take over they over leverage and they blow shit up and how do they bail themselves out every single time they go back to peer-to-peer -peer, right you can look at uh this curve nonsense uh you know how what do they do they over leverage right and they're like oh my god we're gonna you know liquidate so what do they do they start offloading peer-to-peer -peer, uh to deleverage right um, I do think that both can exist, but I, I do think that peer-to-peer -peer is, is probably uh, more robust. Um, it tends to segregate leverage uh, better if you have a broad base of actors rather than just have one centralized uh, actor over-leveraging and then you know they're not resilient to market impacts. So I think P2P is a solid foundation. You can build a lot on top of it. I don't think that you know having... Uh, more of like the pool or central, you know, like point of of, of uh, finance on top of that. Um, sure, they're compatible. They make sense. But I do think that peer-to-peer -peer is a solid base. And I, I laugh every time that I hear that, oh, you know, the, you know, peers are too stupid. And then what, what do we see over and over and over and over and over again? And history just rhymes here is you see over leverage and then, uh, you know, something blows up. And then they say, oh, you know, who can save us? And usually what happens is the private market comes in and either, uh, you know, basically picks up the pieces or, uh, you know, you get kind of like peer-to-peer -peer bailout or peer-to-peer -peer kind of, uh, I don't know, vulturing. <laughs> so I think it's a solid base. What's your take, Alex? Uh, uh, I think peer-to-peer uh, uh, -peer, uh, is... Uh... Well, uh, the most uh, decentralized uh, finance, right? And, uh, well, often is uh, uh, the only centralized, uh, basically. Uh, just uh, remember uh, that uh, kill switch requirements, right? In uh, some uh, law, I, I I forgotten where in EU probably. Right. So, uh, well, uh, uh, this. Kill switch uh, could be done only in uh, some uh, well uh, central right, uh, like uh, yeah, curve right. So uh, PayPal, PayPal just has a kill switch in their new crypto code, right? I just read about that. Oh, so uh, yeah, all all the uh, stable coins. Uh, so yeah, PayPal, uh, USDT, and so on. So they do have uh, yeah blacklists, uh, blacklists, and. Uh, yeah, freeze uh, possibilities. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, there was attempt uh, to introduce mandatory uh, kill switch, right? But uh, well, in a peer-to-peer -peer, uh, setting, uh, that uh, just uh, doesn't make any sense, right? So if uh, I'm uh, going to uh, make a peer-to-peer -peer contract with uh, QX, then uh, who can hold uh, kill switch, right? Uh, I mean definitely uh no one of us but uh that there is no uh, any party uh, uh there but us right so um yeah so in in, in this regard so uh well uh, peer to peer uh, finance is uh, showing its uh 
well, uh, truly uh, decentralized uh, nature, right? So uh, the, 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 there is no any operator uh, which is uh, doing uh, a contract for us, right? So just just me and QX and uh, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. You mind if I jump in? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, take, I mean. when Joe was talking, it sparked an idea that usually gets me pissed off when I think about it. When when people in you know the outside world or finance you know call P two P lending risky and you know as you said the individual users are too stupid to do this, just just think of the times you go to a fucking car dealership and you sit down and that asshole gives you a Foursquare and takes you through the steps of you know what do you want to pay a month and last time I did this I was like I want to pay a hundred dollars a month and he's like no no we can't do that I said then don't ask me stupid fucking questions. You know what I mean? I want to know that I'm not stupid. I want to know the percentage rate that you're offering. I want to know, you know, how many add-ons you're throwing onto this goddamn thing. So that that line of bullcrap that they give oh. us at P2P is, yeah, it's such horseshit just to protect their own interests. I think it's funny because it, at the end of the day, um, you know, it, it point to a system that long-term doesn't over-leverage. And, and, then, and then come back and tell me that, uh, you know, I can at least personally manage the leverage of what I interact with versus, you know, dealing with the central party that usually I have no ability to even fucking see what their, you know, the health of their business is, what their leveraged position is. And they're telling me that I'm stupid because I can't do it myself. Oh, that's. Yeah. There was a funny, there was a funny image. I think on Twitter yesterday that I saw on Reddit or wherever. And somebody said, uh, they got an email. They said, hey, guys, I finally paid off my college loan or something. And they got an email from CreditWise that says, congrats on paying off your loans. Don't be alarmed, but for a little bit, your credit rating might drop. It's like, you know, what the fuck is this stuff? It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> this is what it is. All right, let's go to another question. Uh, will de decentralization ever become mainstream in the West, or is it more suitable for the politically oppressed where a centralized government is uh, too easy to manipulate by geopolitical sphere of influence. I think that it depends, right? Um, it depends where you define the West, number one. Uh, you know, if you look at like the Western hemisphere, or are you only looking at like the Northern part, or are you only looking at the United States? Um, I think that even in the United States, there's a huge, uh, demand for like real yield right and right now we're kind of seeing a lot of money flow back into bonds but you know there's we're kind of in a pretty rough position uh if you look at the net amount of debt the united states has particularly um you know and i think that people will tend to seek uh yield with their money right now one question we can ask is the yield actually real where it's driven by, you know, kind of a revenue side or is it hidden risk? Right. And I would say on fiat side, a lot of the times it's driven by hidden risk, right? We're going to, you know, give you X percent as we're continually printing more uh, money and debasing our underlying currency. And sometimes in crypto, it's the exact same shit where, you know, we have this sexy uh, APY, and, uh, you know, it's just a protocol printing money. It's the exact same thing. Um, but, you know, it's a game that tends to work. So people go there. Now, 
we get into this idea of like real yield. And I do think that if you can build that in a decentralized system that's global, uh, people will use it uh, just because it fulfills that general market demand and desire. You know, aside from any any of the political reasons, privacy reasons, the ability to be autonomous, those, those are all great. But I think at the end of the day, the uh, core tenement there is market forces. And so uh, if we can build a market with uh, the right economic incentive and you have a security layer around the foundation of it that uh, has the ability to resist attacks, there's extreme value in that, in my opinion. Right. Yeah, I think, all it takes is a I think all it takes is a boiling point, right? I mean, you have, especially in this kind of market environment today where percentage rates are going up and up and up, you have more millennials that are living with their parents and can't pay off their college loans. So all it takes is, you know, a little bit of spark of somebody noticing that says, hey, I'm involved in crypto anyway. I've put away money throughout college in crypto. Let's say it's Ergo, for example. I have 10,000 tokens, we'll say, that person. And they're going to get a car and or a house or whatever, and they can't get a loan, or they can't get a loan with a good percentage rate. So let's say it's five, 10 years in the future, and Ergo's reached a little bit of stability in their price, and interest rates might be 4 or 5% on something like duck pools for SIGUSD um, um, uh, lending. You know, how awesome would that be to say, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to go into um, Sigmify, make a loan for 10 grand for a down payment on something, put up, you know, a couple thousand uh, ergo tokens depending on what they're worth cash out my cash and take it there i'm going to manage my repayment cycle by myself um and then pay off the loan when it's when it's when the yields do as simple as that so i think once people realize that they can take this stuff into their own hands and and not be babysat or held hand by somebody that is appearing to help you and have your best interest at heart um once people figure that out i don't think that's a that's a geolocation or um, something like that. I mean, you know, sure, in, in struggling countries, that's people are more at a boiling point where that's going to be an easier hop for them. But I think it's going to happen all over the place once people realize that they don't need to rely on anybody else. They need to rely on, they can rely on a decentralized trust system that just works. Um, yeah, so uh, I think uh, that uh, this is uh, about uh, money after all, right? So uh, then uh, naturally, uh, so uh, the biggest uh, need uh, would be uh, in areas uh, where, uh, yeah, probably it doesn't make sense to uh, talk about uh, political oppression simply because uh, there is no uh, central uh, government uh, as well as uh, central banks and banks, right? So. Uh, like uh, most of Somaliland, for example, and uh, yeah, actually many African countries outside of big cities, uh, places like uh, Yemen, right? So uh, yeah, Lebanon, uh, which is uh, which I visited recently, right? So well, it's uh, I mean it's in principle it's uh, yeah very democratic, like twenty five political parties, uh, which are always in uh, gridlock. Uh, so yeah, then uh, the totally uh, dysfunctional uh, government uh, because of uh, constant uh, gridlocks, and uh, yeah, on top of that, uh, you have uh, uh, yeah central bank uh, which uh, 
uh, cheated uh, people few years ago. So you have uh, so pe- people uh, basically uh, have uh, old uh, dollars on their accounts and new dollars, and uh, old dollar is basically an equivalent to uh, ten uh, real cents, right? And uh, there is a little chance to get uh, more, uh, probably. Uh, uh, well, uh, so some people still uh, believe that will be the case, but yeah, unlikely. Uh, that and uh, yeah, most of uh, commercial banks are like uh, fortresses, right? Because uh, some people uh, just uh, came uh, to bank offices and uh, took hostages uh, there uh, just in order to get uh, the deposits back, right? So uh, no additional demands, just uh, to to pay deposit back. Uh, so, uh, yeah, completely uh, dysfunctional uh, banking system. And, uh, yeah, actually, uh, it seems uh, uh, that, that, that there are more and more places uh, like that, right? There are uh, uh, now a lot of uh, countries with, uh, well, high inflation, uh, like Argentina, uh, Turkey, uh, Pakistan, and so on. Uh, right, so that, that, that's about, uh, yeah, hundreds of millions of people, actually. Right, so I mean, uh, uh, Pakistan alone is about two hundred million, uh, and so uh, yeah. The, 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 then we are talking about uh, just using cryptocurrencies as uh, money and uh, basic tools, right, so to create uh, trustless money like stable coins, algorithmic stable coins. Then uh, yeah, probably uh, well, uh, the real adoption uh, well uh, logically uh, would start around that, and uh, actually. Uh, well, uh, USDT, uh, for example, is uh, it's not trustless at all, right? But it's already quite popular. So uh, probably the key point is, uh, well, uh, simplicity of uh, using it, right? Uh, so uh, usually, well, these days, uh, this is just about uh, USDT on Tron, uh, sadly. <laughs> so it's very popular option in uh, Lebanon, Egypt. Yeah. Uh, probably some other place uh, but um uh yeah well uh if uh, we, we are talking uh about uh, some uh western countries but yeah that they are different right so it's uh, hard to say uh well uh, anything unifying them also uh the the, the there is a war on cash right uh, going on uh in some countries uh, uh so then uh, crypto uh, would be useful as uh, a new kind of cash right basically uh well uh, for privacy but uh, not only uh, then uh yeah there is always uh, war uh, with uh, savings right uh, by yeah having inflation and so on uh and uh, also yeah by uh, promoting uh, spending spending like everything and uh, taking even more debt uh so uh yeah then uh yeah in uh, certain uh, circles which are resisting uh, to such uh, irresponsible behavior right so uh, well uh, uh, there is rising popularity of cryptocurrencies um and uh, yeah well uh, there are also other uh, uh phases of adoption right uh, which uh, may be uh, more about some uh, well technologically uh, developed uh, countries right uh, like 
uh, using kits uh, as uh, in, in conjunction with uh, IoT, maybe, right, or uh, AI or something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, so if we are talking about uh, uh, some uh, adoption one for one, right, so using uh, well, uh, cryptocurrencies and the d derivatives such as algorithmic stable coins as money. So probably, well, uh, that, that's uh, in the first place about yeah, uh, totally uh, economically uh, unstable uh, areas. Uh, well, de depend this on uh, well uh, political uh, regimes and uh, yeah, in in many places the, the, there are no any uh, governments even. Uh, to start with so it's it's uh, about a uh, different uh, dimension i believe mostly that's always been my favorite part of uh, consumer grade uh, hardware as a basis for proof of work is if you have any type of you know uh you know what do we need a four gigabyte gpu you can potentially participate mine uh you know and then I really, uh, you know, with the merge, kind of pissed me off that, uh, you know, you heard all of this green narrative stuff. We'll just call it stuff. And, uh, you know, nobody paid attention to the fact that, like, okay, you had people in Venezuela that were paying their power man, uh, to, you know, to kind of hide their uh, right. And, and uh, you know, we're mining and what were they doing? They were, you know, selling that for U.S., uh, DT and building their own little local exchange economy, feeding people, uh, putting these tools to use. Right. And so, uh, you know, the, having like that global access, okay, maybe, maybe it is built on some inefficiency, but it's really cool what it can deliver when it's set up and used, uh, efficiently. Um, you know, and now, okay. So I, I doubt a lot of those actors have the amount of ease needed to, you know, stake, um, and so most of that security subsidy just got absorbed by insiders and exchanges, right? And uh, it, it is what it is, but nobody ever, you know, talks about that. How, you know, when you have consumer grade uh, hardware, uh, you know, proof of work becomes big enough, uh, you know, the level of access it provides and, and the potential value and security subsidy it can build is, is really amazing. I, th I think another thing that'll drive it hard that maybe we should look into is have any of you guys ever tried either transporting money or sending money to family in other countries? It's, it's, it it's an, or something. Oh, it's a fucking nightmare. So first off with the attack on cash, as Christy was saying, first off, try to go to the bank on any day in takeout. You know, I just got married in Peru. You know, that's, I don't think that's a surprise to most people. And mm -hmm. you have to take cash down to pay off the wedding. They like U.S. dollars at that point. So try going to the bank and taking out, we, we had to do it in chunks. And, and one of the little chunks was as little as like $8,000. So you go to the bank and you ask for cash and they're like, oh, we don't have that much cash here. And I'm like, you're a fucking bank. Are you kidding me? You know, what's going on here? So I had to find another branch somewhere in town that had that much money in it, took it out, Split it among us. You're allowed 10000 to transport, I think, in the U.S. when you enter another country in that currency. And then you go down there. You have to exchange it if you need to exchange it or give them U.S. dollars. So that's a pain in the ass. And then even more pain in the ass is if you're trying to do something in another country from this country. Try doing a bank transfer. Try doing um, Western Union or that kind of bullshit. It's, it's awful. 
there's so many times that I said during this whole process, does the venue take crypto? Because we could pay it right now and be done in a matter of two minutes when the block time confirms. And I think once people realize that, that, you know, we don't need to, real, um, you know, um, rely on these central entities for that kind of thing. I think that's going to be a big wake up call for people. It's one of those things where even like the $10,000, when that law came into effect, that was a bit more money than it is today. In terms of purchasing power, uh, you know. So sure, yeah. Let's see with inflation, you know. Uh, it's painful, though, you know. that Unfortunately, that's something that I, I think uh, a lot of people, yeah, pain of remittance is huge. All right. We looks like we're overtime already. Shit. Uh, are we going to take any more questions or are we going to call it a day? Are you muted, Christian? Uh, sorry. Uh, maybe a last one question. All right. Let's see what we got. While you're um, looking, Joe, I'm just going to remind everybody that, um, you know, with the current drama that's going on, on, uh, X space, Twitter space, that kind of thing. Just a public service announcement to um, remember to uh, discuss and debate ideas. Don't attack people. You know, yeah, don't don't a... fall into the other chain of that. You know, the that I guess I kind of helped start that whole thing. And honestly, I thought it was a like an API error or something because they, you know, uh, I guess Casper has full nodes and are like the archive node. And I was like, oh, that's. Somebody's like, hey, you got to look at this. You got to look at this. I'm like, oh, forget about it. They have archive nodes. You're probably just looking at the wrong thing. They're probably just looking at the wrong thing. And after getting poked enough, I'm like, whoa, this is weird. And so sometimes, uh, I don't know, when you get into social media, it's like fire and gasoline don't mix, right? And so you, <laughs> walk, you walk in with a little batch with a question, and then boom, there we go. Now everybody's... Uh, it's escalating quickly. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would say ask basic questions. That's always good. Yeah. Um, you know, and yeah, so I, would hope, I would hope there's always some response. Uh, you know, certainly, you know, personally, I like to joke around in that medium. And, you know, hopefully people have watched at least like, uh, I don't know, my content enough to understand that and not, you know, get like war cry. Let's report him to the SEC. That's hilarious to me. But. Uh, yeah, try to try to keep it classy. Uh, know your assumptions. Ask good questions. What are you saying, Alex? Yeah, so I believe uh, the Ergo community saw well all the questions are uh, answered, right? At least uh, well questions which uh, do make sense, right? So yeah, recently I I saw a question. Uh, not not question, but accusation. Uh, actually, so uh, that uh, Ergo developers uh, had uh, some uh, earliest uh, access to uh, Ergo bot tokens. Uh, yeah, but sadly, <laughs> I don't have any. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, so uh, uh, well. In in this case, it's even hard proof, right? That's something uh, did not take place because it's it's possible to prove that something uh, happened but uh, otherwise i mean so you 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 can come with uh, any accusation basically yeah. and uh, it seems uh, that's the case 
Worst case, we're going to start a new Telegram channel, Baseless Accusations. Uh, it can go with baseless, uh, you know, trading. <laughs> that way we can have terrible advice and, te- and nonsense spewed around and uh, maybe people will enjoy it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so yeah, it's, it's not it's not hard to, to uh, yeah, do some accusation, right? And or create some theory, but yeah, I mean, well, what to do with that? If it does not make sense, does not correspond to reality, and uh, there is no ev- any any evid- any evidence that it does correspond, right? So, but how how to disprove it? Also, not quite clear because it's just. Uh, well, Alex, you know that at the end of the day, QX is actually Satoshi, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Let's Could I deny it. that now, or should I just let that fester and, and build up on its own, Joe? You have to, you have to just pretend that nobody's saying that, right? And then everybody will start. <laughs> it's actually, Joe, I must it's say, actually, it's actually Sergey from uh, Chainlink. Just kidding. It's QX. <laughs> I must say, Joe, for somebody who hates drama, you tend to stir up many hornet's nets by accident. It's kind of amusing and funny to watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not, you got to ask questions in this case, right? And a lot of the stuff that creates the most drama is just questions, right? Yeah, uh, actually, uh, pretty uh, legit ones. So if, if you are talking about blockchains, right? Uh, uh, well, programs like uh, the nodes and so on. So then, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the truth is... Uh, quite clear, right? So you can always execute some code and uh, see what it actually does, right? Uh, and uh, yeah, you, you can check some data, right? If uh, it is, if it exists, there, right? So yeah, but uh, yeah, if uh, well, uh, instead of uh, yeah, uh, data, right? And uh, well. Well, some hard proofs, we just uh, have some uh, thin air, right? Uh, then, yeah, it's, it's uh, well, uh, it's quite useless, right? So uh, yeah, we, y- y- you can have of, de- debates for, for weeks, but basically if it's not there, it's not there. There's a lot of weird stuff in crypto, man. There's a lot. You know, even in unlike the proof of work side, uh, you know, I've seen some projects where it's like there's no public spec for their mining algorithm, so I have no idea what's even happening, right? Oh, uh, sometimes uh, scams. Uh, so uh, I remember it was quite popular uh, back in 2019, uh, 2020. So around uh, their launch, uh, there were uh, a lot of uh, some uh, well obscure. Uh, Chinese uh, proof of work uh, coins, uh, which uh, profited mostly from uh, selling uh, cloud mining, right? So the 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 uh, founders, let's say, uh, profited. Uh, oh, well, better to say, uh, scammed uh, public uh, by uh, selling uh, cloud mining access. So uh, yeah, the, the, there was uh, no spec, right? Uh, no miners even available, uh, like executable. So uh, then uh, founders uh, just mined uh, coins, right? Made artificial pumps, and then uh, 
uh, made money by uh, selling uh, cloud mining services uh, to public. Uh, so there the, the, uh, was uh, some period of uh, such scams. Yeah, that's a part of why knowing assumptions are important. That's how people protect themselves and protect other people. Because the truth is, in crypto, there's a lot of actors that really don't understand the technology and they chase the trend, right? And when you have shitty leaders in charge, it's just chase them off a cliff every goddamn time. And it's sad. All right. Uh, anything else? Was there one more question you were getting to, Joe? I think you missed the question. Or did you read it? Oh. Uh, <laughs> good question. Here we go. This question is for Kushti. I can't read Russian very well, so that's all for you, buddy. Oh, but I don't see it. Well, I it's about super blocks. It's about super blocks. Can they provide the same level of security as regular blocks? It's by vision. So super blocks, uh, do they provide the same security? Uh, as, uh, oh, so uh, super blocks and nipopos, right? Probably. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, well, uh, there is uh, proof that, uh, uh, yeah, in the uh, presence of uh, an adversary, uh, which uh, does have no more than uh, one third of uh, total hash rate, Right, so it's uh, not possible uh, to uh, bypass uh, Superblocks Highway, basically. There we go. So, yeah, the, 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 there is a proof in the KMZ uh, paper uh, for the non-interactive non uh, proof of works. Now it looks like it's finally rolled around to the time I can fill my coffee, so... I hope everybody has a good uh, week. All right. So, yeah, uh, everyone, uh, have a good day. And uh, thanks for the uh, great questions, as usually. Yeah, it was a good one. I, QX is light. Makes me laugh now that it's annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's so <laughs> Satoshi with us. Yeah, we That's have exciting. Satoshi with us. Thank you for joining. <laughs> Oh, if 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 I was Satoshi, uh, Bitcoin would have been hacked about two days yeah, into no, mainnet. No, 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 no. You have to you have to just pretend that nobody's talking about it. QX and <laughs> let it let it take on a life of its own. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, right. Thanks for having me, guys. It was fun to be here. Have a good one, everybody. All right. Bye, Ron.